Welcome, Joel, to Critical Clicks! Euro Clicks! Am my greatness! That there's nothing I can do to save you. Euro Clicks! Give it up for Joel's host, PJ Bolan. And Scott Cram Company Crampton! Hi, welcome to Critical Clicks. This is Lucas Van Holland, and here's my partner. Hey, I'm Scott Cram, Company Crampton. Welcome to a special Christmas edition of Critical Clicks, uh, where we put the hard R in Hero Clicks and the extra X in Xmas. Isn't that fucking right, Lucas? <laughs> you goddamn right, son. All right. So we, I, I wanted to bring Lucas on largely because they have made a ruling about your penis. <laughs> it's been nerfed. <laughs> I, I, they, they've talked it out. They have uh, d- decided a lot of different things and they have officially made a ruling on your penis. I have heard that Kenny Pena himself and Penny Kenya got together to, to take a real look at this. So let's, we're of course talking about Tri-Sentinel as Lucas does have the Tri-Sentinel shaped cock. So Lucas, what did they rule on Tri-Sentinel? Yeah, so the ruling for those of you who don't know uh, beforehand was that Tri-Sentinel could effectively fizzle uh, by activating retaliation, but not actually retaliating and then just stay in place and do his after resolutions effect. Um, to destroy blocking within three squares they have effectively removed that by adding a rider to his retaliation that says if he does actually place and pulse wave then he gets to destroy the blocking uh so basically uh they added three words if it did <laughs> to, to the retail power uh, why so they couldn't know- just change the rules of hero clicks to make it so you can't do odd fizzle powers i, I don't know yeah, you know, that's a theme of this watch list. Instead of actually fixing systemic rules, uh, issues with the game, they just decided to put band-aids on figures because WizKids. WizKids is brilliant. WizKids is brilliant. WizKids is brilliant. Except when they are not. How does this affect you're you're one of the quintessential tricentinal figures in the sense that you play with yourself a lot. And you and, um you you play this figure a lot. Will this fig does this nerf it enough where it's not getting played at all or less play? No. So I think it's important to remember I did make top eight at worlds with six of them before this ruling became a thing, right? Yes. So like I was playing them before they became uber busted and I'll probably continue to play them until they rotate yet. Some of the broken mechanics, like with just being able to move them, activate retail, destroy the blocking. That's no longer a thing, but I mean, it's huge. That was, I mean, I I can't tell you how many games I won at worlds and at nationals with that. Exactly. Exactly. But I mean, the ability to still shoot a square of blocking nine squares away or sidestep through a square of blocking or move through a square of blocking and deal damage, that's still an effective uh, game tactic. And there's still a good retaliator for 30 points, right? They still get to pull. He picked eight time. winning cocks. It's never been done. So, I mean, I don't You don't know what winning is, Brad. You're a loser. 
he's not going to be able to just sidestep. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Move action and destroy all that blocking um, to protect you from being adjacent to a wall. So I think it's I think it's all still worth playing, and it's a necessary change. I just wish they would have changed it the right way instead of slapping a bandaid on it. I think before there was a debate, you know, like a Dark Phoenix or a Tri Sentinel, that was more of a debate. Um, hmm. And while definitely theme is a factor. I think that this moves Dark Phoenix firmly ahead of Tri-Sentinel. Yeah, depending on what your actual tactic for your team is, if you're needing another attacker, absolutely. Because Dark Phoenix for 30 points is ridiculous, you know, it with is. her range, her ability to heal. But if you're looking for something that can continually keep up board control, like blow out walls, deal free damage, or just have a good retaliation that you don't have to worry about rollouts and reducers, I still like the Tri-Sentinel, but I do agree the Dark Phoenix's position in the competitive scene is going to move up because of this, and we're going to probably see her played more frequently on those teams where it's like, where do I want a Dark Phoenix? Do I want a Tri-Sentinel? You'll probably start to see the uh, the Dark Phoenix played more. I, I agree there. For me, I used to pick Tri-Sentinel just because yeah. I uh, a lot of times I don't play theme, and yep. Tri-Sentinel makes it so, oh, no, you stuck me on the bad map. Well, I'll just run through it. And then TK through that or something like that. It, it allowed exactly. me a lot more freedom. Um, yep. Now I will probably be firmly theme or not theme on Dark Phoenix because there's un- undeniably she's, I, I would think she's the best retail in the game because of her healing. Yeah, her healing is just oppressive. I mean, it's kind of like Wendigo's, right? Once they start healing, they become a pain to deal with. She's yes. just as bad especially since like paparazzi and other little pogs and low point figures are really popular right now. If she can kill four or five things when she retaliates, which isn't that outside the norm, she just becomes a menace real quick. So I don't think I've ever shared this, but how I was beat, how, how I beat, uh, I beat Patrick's team twice, um, which I was fortunate enough to do because Patrick's a very, very good player. And the way I did it is he ran, I had dark Phoenix and then I also had, um the barrier ring not dark phoenix i'm sorry tri-sentinel in the barrier ring and um he had uh black the black widow team like kind of a classic-ish version of it right yeah and i quite literally uh oh i also had uh proteus which is important here so i quite literally sold out put like all the reflex towards moving tri-sentinel and would literally use a run up a character so that Proteus puts the free barrier next to Black Widow and then Tri-Sentinel walks through it and then I would um, sidestep through the next one or something of that nature and that was two damage guaranteed Um, and a lot of times I was able first time I was able to do it to um, Captain Marvel and um, Black Widow which is kind of insane when you think about it yeah, uh, just starting, and that you know, yes, did Tri Sentinel die? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. But uh, you know, two ping damage like that was ridiculous. This was a much needed errata. So I'll call this. They should have changed how the game works instead. But it's brilliant for them to errata it now that it's been done four thousand times and everybody hated it. It was a terrible ruling at first, and oh, yeah. we played with Tri Sentinel. You played with Tri Sentinel tons when you didn't do that free bullshit. Yep, the free fizzle who didn't no, like it was like this random question and they're like yup and we're like mm-hmm. what that's not hero clicks at all you can't yep. you you can't do an and then basically um yep. 
So they did change the same thing with Iceman. Iceman could do free in cap. Iceman is still legitimately playable. He's a 15-point retail. He just doesn't see a lot of play. Yeah, he gets outclassed by a lot of the other retail that's available right now. That, but That's for- really what it comes down to. But yeah. he's still good. I mean, there's no doubt about it, in my opinion, that Iceman's still very good for 15 points. Yeah. They chose to not change Captain Marvel. What are your feelings on that? I think it's fine. Captain Marvel isn't broken. She's just good. She's not. She's just good. Yeah. Yeah. And there's yeah. no reason to there's no reason to fix something that's just good. I mean, once, you know, once the initial hype wore out, people, I mean, just like Immortal Hulk, people figured out how to play against her and now she's not a problem. Is she good and is she a threat? Sure, but she's not like this yeah. broken. Yeah. If for that matter, I feel like Captain Marvel is how hero hooks should be played. You know, like that's actually it's a reasonable piece, hypersonic, some stop clicks, you're actually fighting. There there's nothing cheaty about Captain Marvel. Like when you're doing that bullshit with Tri Sentinel, you're not rolling dice. You're, exactly. you know, you're doing weird, dumb tricks that don't make sense. Like you're paying the the piper for getting Colossal retaliated on, and you're not, you didn't do anything to do that. That didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Captain Marvel is just a good piece, so I'm glad yeah. I agree. I think that's a brilliant whiz, kids. Overall, I like most of this. So let's talk about Black Widow. This was wildly interesting to me because I did not assume they were going to choose to do this. Yeah. So again, for those of you who don't know, Black Widow has been a menace in the competitive scene for, oh, well, since since she came out. Yeah, since she released. And one of the main gripes that people had with her, in addition to her ability to create penetrating poison figures on the fly and get rid of powers that aren't on dial, was that there was a global effect that if they rolled a 10 or higher on a name theme team or you rolled a four or lower, those rolls couldn't be re-rolled, period. And like, it really, really sucked. I lost a top eight in a Majestics uh, event because I crit missed with Green Arrow and I had five theme probs in Vision and couldn't use them <laughs> because of a Black Widow. Yeah. Um, so the change they made is they basically said, as long as she's still on a name theme team like she has been played on, you can spend two tradecraft tokens out of your available five for the game Ugh. to get that effect. They did not need to make it two, uh, like at all. <laughs> so I think the two was basically saying, if you want this effect, you're going to have to commit to it. Um, yeah. For it, if it was two forever, that might it is be okay. Forever. Well, I mean, but. it is, it, they, they added the, as long as she's on the map, I think for clarification, because it doesn't say even if this power is lost. So, like, previously, if she got KO'd, you would be able to re-roll at that point anyway. So, the, the, if, as long as she's on the map portion of the, the new errata, I think it's literally just for clarification to make it easier to understand. It has, it's no different than what it worked before. It's just extra words. I think one would have been fine, but two is good. Um, will you do it? So I think it's going to depend on the kind of teams you're facing. If you're facing a vulture, absolutely. Yeah. You're going to do it without hesitation because there's always that chance they'll roll up and roll a four and miss, right? Um, or a three and miss. And you're just like, yep, great. Thank you for missing. Um, if your versus like a tent pole, probably not, unless they don't have any prob. You know, if you really think you're going to need those turn powers off and those uh, penetrating poisons, you'll probably sit away from it. Or if you think they're just going to come across the map and pop you right away and you want to be able to heal as much as possible, you might consider not doing it. But as far as 
you know, looking at it from a tempo standpoint, it's just a thing that you have to really assess at the beginning of the game. Is this team worth trying to punish for rolling a four or lower and see if I get lucky, you know? So is it an effect you're going to use every game? Absolutely not. Um, it'll just have to see. I don't, you know, Caleb. I would, Reddy, be, I would say that 99% of the time I'm going to use it. Um, I'm, I'm much more bullish on this idea. Sure. Um, I think I'm, you're to me, I'm probably opening it because it also is the positive effect of it. My 10 are going to be re-rolled. What team has no re-roll? It's so unlikely. So it's nerfing re-roll really what this is doing. I mean, maybe if there was a scenario where I feel like they're going to punch my black widow turn one, you know, then maybe I'll be like, Oh no, but overall I'm. And it's preference. It's a preference thing, right? Like it's, it's kind of like how the player wants to pilot it. And I definitely think it was good that they gave a cost to it. I would have preferred that it was just something like within range and line of fire, but the fact that they gave it a cost, I guess is fine too. I don't, I don't mind it personally. So does that nerf her enough to not be played? Um, you know, I don't think she's unplayable. I think that she is just more balanced and less broken. So like somebody like Caleb Reddick, who's been running her constantly for, you know, months now, he claims that she's unplayable, but I think that's, I think that's a bunch of bull. She's just not broken anymore. And if people want to play her and they're good with playing her, I think she's just going to be just as good. She's just not going to have that stupid broken crap like she had before. I, I couldn't agree more. I, I think that she is really what you're saying is, that she does everything else except realistically she comes back to her second to last uh, second to last click likely mm-hmm. because you're if things go well for you you're burning four great trade craft tokens yeah potentially right like you're you're taking away their ability to re-roll you're making a, a recruit and you're turning off somebody's powers and then no. you're probably sitting on that last one just in case. Yeah, I would. That, still, that being said, I if I could make another recruit, I'd make another recruit. Oh like, yeah, if, so if, if I would burn it. it. Absolutely. I would 100 percent burn it to the ground if I. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. To maintain tempo. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, and I mean they have to deal with that. And a lot of times I found that once they kind of crack Black Widow, she goes down pretty fast. So. Yeah, absolutely, she does. So. Yep. Uh, I think it was pretty good. Uh, one would have made would have been fine. Two was a little bit too much. Now let's go into the like. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have Valeria Von Doom. Um, and for those of you who bought Venom Groot, I'm sorry. Oh my God! They look how they massacred my boy. Oh, oh they, they they just they made him useless. I cannot believe it. Like. They, this is these two erratas are another case of what we talked about earlier, where they decided to put a bandaid on a figure instead of fixing a systemic problem, because their reasoning for making these erratas was the the interactions with knockback, not necessarily the interaction with some of the spinnering, um, and <laughs> they they put little band aids on this. And then inadvertently destroyed Venom Groot in the process. <laughs> yeah, so v- Valeria Von Doom, I'm probably not playing anymore. In, in short, really? basically, um, free roll a D6 and place her up to that many squares away. Great, that's still the same. When an opposing character is placed within four squares of line of fire after resolutions deal them one penetrating damage. Now it's during your opponent's turn when an p- opposing character is placed within four squares of line of fire. 
after resolution. So she's no longer offensive, essentially. Yeah, she is she is purely a defensive figure for defending against aggressive opposing play. Which to me now says I'm not – I'm playing her on a theme. I'm not playing her as one of my four major, five major pieces. Which See, I don't know there because she's still 30 points for perplex and leadership. Yep, but I mean, no. <laughs> like, is she bad? She's not bad. Um, you know, but unless something else comes out with for her, um, I'm not doing it. There, there's too many good things right now. There's just too many good things. I mean, they just came out with so many amazing broken figures, and we'll talk about them in a second. But I mean, look at what you get for 40 points with that um, Kirkoa guy. Or 40 points is carrying four figures and perplex and um, and a character that is autonomously healing your figures. There's a lot there, and I just don't think – I think she's done. I, I think you will see her very, yeah, very I infrequently. Know, I think she's still good as a defensive, like, pre- retail prevention or, like, an ad- Micron Adam if prevention. retail becomes bigger, she is. I, I think retail is becoming is going to become a little less big, or you're just preventing Dark Phoenix. That's really what it comes down to. And well, a lot of times that prevention, retail. what's that? You're preventing all retail because even Tristentil is going to die from it. Um, Magneto's not. Him. Well, yeah, sure. Magneto won't unless they really need to place him within four for some reason but like proteus dies iceman dies dark phoenix dies phoenix dies but a lot of times after they retail you know like they get to do they get to do their damage and then and doesn't she have to be alive at the end of that no once the trigger happens it goes through okay yeah all right so now talk about the sadness of it is venom Uh, so venom group they did the exact same thing to valeria except they made it once per turn for all characters because he's not unique. But that's the problem is they made it once per turn. So Groot triggers one time and that's it on your opponent's turn. Uh, Whereas Valeria triggers every time somebody's placed. So, right. So they retail, if they TK, if they carry, she'll trigger every single time that happens. Groot happens once (laughs) i will say the carrying thing with valeria is viable um just because it's possible if 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 the meta becomes adam and um micron micron then yes it is possible that she becomes meta again just as a counter meta because she has 30 points for those two powers so realistically you know you're you're not you're not doing nothing if you don't play against it, but that yeah. would have to be an, an implication that like, you know, 40, 50% of the field is that, and it probably won't be. So it's possible. He's never getting played. Yeah. Cause like even versus Micron Adam, right. You have to choose which one you're dealing damage to. You can't deal damage to both. If they're both being carried or placed at the same yeah. time. There's just no reason. There's no reason for them to make it different. There wasn't. They just I, they inadvertently just over nerfed him, and it's it sucks because yeah he's, yeah he's not playable at all for any reason. Yeah. So I I think the biggest triumph is that they pivoted and they added seventeen seventy six. Sure, you know, and the seventy six one is interesting to me. There was a really easy fix for him instead of making it just 
uh, maximum two, like minus two on the thing, and you know, or whatever. They could have just made it a unique effect so that playing them in multiples did nothing. Yeah. But instead, instead they went the extra mile and said, now you have to be aggressive and hit with him, which is never going to happen. Like nobody is going to play an offensive 1776 for the sole purpose of removing actions from your opponent's total. That just doesn't seem like a good so, idea. Essentially, if you bought 1776, you wasted money because he's no longer a viable yeah, a, I I traded a Leo de Venom for one like the day the set dropped and bought another one for $75. So I don't feel super bad about it. I will like, trade you a, your Leo de Venom for my 1776 right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the funny thing is I actually just got done with it doing that back. <laughs> so I traded I traded a Leo de Venom for a 76 and then just traded that same 76 back for a Leo de Venom yesterday. Yeah, Leo um, Venom, something I'd actually use. <laughs> exactly. Well, and the thing is, like, 76, let me be abundantly clear. 76 has the same thought process behind him for me as Sheriff Strange does. For 50 points, you're still getting perplex leadership and a stop click. Um, and then he still brings soldier figures onto the Spider-Man family. So, like, you still get to make a Punisher War Machine Spider-Man family or a zombie Super Scroll or a Captain Marvel Spider-Man family, he's which a, has its place in certain teams. He, he's, he was the Tier 1A figure, and now he's a Tier 2 theme-dependent figure. Yeah, he's a Tier 2 fringe figure. Absolutely. Yeah. He is not a, you're going to see him on half of the teams you play against. You're going to see him on random teams here and there. Which, and, and also... Yeah, I will say brilliant whiz kids. I will say sure. that. I, and like I, his, yes. his ability to shut off leadership within six and turn off autonomous is still there. That didn't get removed. No, so it, like that's that good. is still a good utility. Yeah. So like the the paparazzi or like if your opponent's playing like four leaderships and you just place them within six, that you still get to shut that off. It's just not the oppressive. Oh, now you're at two actions. Forget you. You know. Yeah, so the, the bottom line, though, is we are, you know, we're like at least four or four sets, three sets maybe from Nationals, right? Um, not sure when the next big, big tournament will be, but it will probably be after House of X, after the thing after House of X. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, at that absolutely. point in time, that will be long forgotten. <laughs> And he will move <laughs> from a tier two for because I'm looking at these pieces right here, and the best yeah. pieces are 40 points and do most of those things. You know what I'm saying? Like they're they're doing so many things for such a low value that playing him is really just I almost have the soldier team, but I need a Spider-Man on it, or yeah, like something. Yeah kind yep. of remote now so i i honestly think they did a pretty good job with this um given how badly it could have gone again they just needed to change simple rules in the game um but to be fair we all knew valeria von doom and venom group were not meant to do that like they were no. not meant to be offensive they were meant to be defensive so i applaud that yeah. and i don't like anything in hero clicks where you run across the board do damage and you didn't have to roll dice that is anti the game it is not sure. part of what hero clicks is supposed to do now poison makes fair, sense 
because you're running across yeah. the board and you're standing next to somebody and they have a shot. But what's your what was your shot with Valeria? It's just like, oh, I, I shouldn't have played a figure today. I, 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 why did I play anybody <laughs> yeah. that doesn't have Invincible? What an idiot I am. Sure. And I mean, no. to be fair, you still can do that with Tri-Sentinel. You can still shoot a square barrier nine squares away or move through barrier or sidestep. You just can't full it, move, extend your reach by three, destroy eight squares of barrier and deal extra damage for no reason. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So before I was, and, and he does, um, let's see, I was trying to think of why I didn't, oh, I didn't have the reach or was I able to do it? Why didn't I move through? Yeah, so you can still do that. He does still have things. His range is more limited. I think I had just chosen to do the free action, but I could have committed a little heavier and possibly moved him through sure. it. Um, yeah. He's, he, his range is decreased. So Tri-Sentinel yeah. is still viable, where some of them are not at all. Mm-hmm. Um I think that the overall, I, I like what they did with Black Widow. I'm most impressed with their choice of Captain Marvel. Um, to, to have the restraint to not do anything about yes, it. Yes, to have the restraint to not make, because yeah. I think they, I know what they were going to do. They were like, do we do, do we make it a power action to make the cat? Yeah, that's absolutely. And I, mean, that's I absolutely literally think that if you do, she's done. Because she's yep. a speed she, character. You will never see her played again. Yeah. Never see her played again. And she's yep. costed appropriately for that matter. All right, let's I move agree. into briefly just a couple figures of House of M and how powerful these figures are. Um, Lucas, do you want to start with one figure that you're just like creaming your pants over right now? So my focus on Heroclix, uh, like from when I even was playing casually, has always been a, I, I've always gravitated more towards temples. So, like, the tentpoles as a whole from this set are just very intriguing to me, whether it be, you know, Old Man Phoenix or Emperor Vulcan um, or even the Apocalypse figures. I'm just like, wow, these guys are brutally powerful for what they do. And I'm really excited. Like, Emperor Vulcan's actually a figure that's on my radar because of how durable he is. Um, I'm actually really excited to try and run him. So let's just go through him. Um, the first thing about Emperor Vulcan, he is your prime. But in this yes. scenario, that is acceptable. Absolutely. Um, now, generally, I like people more at 90 points. But in this case, you're probably playing him at 175. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so you're playing with the 175 most of the time. He has Pulse Wave as a trait. Yep. He can reduce penetrating damage. He has, and has two, protected pulse wave. Yeah, he has two stop clicks. He has protected pulse wave. He has leadership and one another friendly character that shares a keyword KOS imposing character after, after resolutions remove an action token from that character and Emperor Vulcan. Uh, so he's Cosmic Ruler, Shi'ar Emperor, Imperial Guard. Um, what makes him so durable to you? And so, oh, wait, he's Power that- Cosmic. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's got the new cosmic force team ability or whatever. That's the same thing as power cosmic and quintessence. So he's protected outwit. He reduces penetrating damage. Has two stop clicks and is protected pulse wave. So for the longest time, the number one thing that would get around tent poles is oh you just pulse wave them for seven damage and they're dead, right? 
and like it didn't matter. Well, now Emperor Vulcan's protected pulse wave, so you have to deal with his impervious and or psychic blast, right? No, can reduce well, yeah. penetrating. Yeah. He reduces penetrating damage, so your psychic blast and your exploit don't do anything. So you have to deal with his impervious. He mm-hmm. gets to roll it. So unless you're using precision strike over and over again, he's gonna get to roll imperv. But then if you give him like something like the Carnage symbiote, well now he's got shape change and impervious, and he's got two stop clicks. And those stop clicks are one is at click four, and the other one's at like click ten or something like that. Um, so if you give him the Carnage symbiote, every time he KOs something, he heals. So let's say you hit him to a stop click, he KOs something, he heals above a stop click. Oh no, now I've got to hit him back to a stop click and beyond again. Or he's got pulse wave, right? So let's say you're playing Mary Jane and he comes up and you, you hit him past his stop click, but then he comes up and pulse waves three paparazzi and something else, KOs three things and heals three clicks. He's just a pain to deal with, right? Like he's incredibly durable for what he does. He is, um, and he's 175, which is a good amount Um where you're probably going to be like, oh, that's hard to kill. Um, Ruler is one of the best themes, period, in Heroclix right now. So, yep, um, absolutely. The amount of Ruler theme is pretty goddamn impressive. Uh, yes, he is a tier one piece. So, interestingly enough, I can't stand tent poles. I, I hate and that's the, fair. I, yeah. I, I hate when it's just like, oh, okay, I guess you get just a bunch of rollouts and I can't do anything about it. <laughs> and uh, I think he is symbiote or even the scenario where you're trying to slow play and put two rings on him um, yep. is, is reasonable. Um, yep. But really that pulse wave makes him just, what do you do? He's like, always a threat. He's always, always a threat. Uh, he has a great ending click, which a lot of them do. He has a great stop click. He has hyperspeed, which doesn't play as well with pulse wave. Um, he's great. He is a he is a tier one piece. Um, and interestingly enough, I go the exact opposite. Um, yeah. <laughs> I I love the 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 cheaper the piece, the the absolute better. I'm going to talk about somebody that people are not super talking about, which is Waldo. Now, if you listen to the last podcast, you know I'm a big big fan of Waldo. So, um, first and foremost, always remember that I. If everybody's playing theme, I try to not play theme. If people, if everybody's not playing theme, I try to play theme. That's my general, that's my general adage. And right now, I think everybody's playing theme. So what I love about Waldo is he is forty points, twelve phasing passenger four. No drawbacks to the passenger four. It's usually like when uh, passenger four, but only if they're all females with blue hair. <laughs> uh, this is just passenger four. Uh, when Waldo carries, he may carry friendly characters with Star Jammer's keyword up to four squares away instead. Doesn't matter. So you're never playing that Star Jammer thing, except for the fact that you can carry your own little guy um, a little easier. So when he starts the game, he gets uh, Sakar Skorsky. Uh, and then he has, yeah, yeah he has Invuln, and then he has a unique modifier that gives himself plus one, and then also Skorsky plus one if they're within four, which obviously you're always within four of yourself. So he's a 12 move, so really he's moving nine phasing. He's only a nine attack, so that's not doing anything. He's an eight, 19 Invuln, 19 yep. Invuln, and he has Perplex. 
So how much do you She's rate Perplex just out, out, out the gate? How much is Perplex to you? How many points you know, is Perplex now? I think Perplex right now is sitting in that 10 to 15 range. Yeah. So I, if I was just to take a figure you like and I'm just like, he now also has Perplex. Would you pay 10 more points for that? It's close, right? It's right yeah. about there for me. Yeah, exactly. Definitely more. If it was five, I'd put it on every figure. <laughs> yep. So if it was 10, yep. I'd put it on some figures. So right there, then you're saying, is the value of him worth 30 points? Because he has perplex. You are not one-shotting this guy unless you are overtly committing. A yep. 19 in Vuln is a lot for your shitty carry character. And then if you do yeah. just hit him, he has prob, which is slightly better. Or <laughs> often, and that is often where you want it. You want it after you've been hit, and he's then he's a 19 prob if you didn't kill him in one shot. So you're committing to an outwit and four damage, or you're committing six damage, or you're committing a four mm-hmm. psychic blast. Either way, you're never killing this guy. Like you're just, nobody's no. ever, like this is an end of you know, so he's just moving around. Biggest drawback does not have willpower. But he has mirror. He has a mirror click, and then you can push him easily to uh, prob, which might be something you want to do mid game. Um, well, the biggest... his, uh, his pog has a twelve uh, yes. support. Yes. <laughs> yes. So the real thing here is your support has been on the fringes forever, and the problem is you just don't want to commit to it. Uh, and what does support need? It needs too many things. That's always the problem because you're like, okay, well, they have to be able to get around. Um, so then they have to be durable and support almost always feels like chum. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times, okay, well, I'll target their support piece and I'll target their this and you end up killing their support piece. Well, this motherfucker, yep. this motherfucking pog is a seven move flyer with sidestep which is great. I just want to say that sidestep on a support piece is exactly what you want. Uh, 12 attack. You cannot argue that that is as good as you need to get. I mean, other, other than just saying defend, but I think normally even the really good ones kind of, a lot of times they have like, you know, 15 defend or 16 defend nine attack. Well, this is a 12 attack. So a lot of times that's going to make up for it. You're only, you're probably using support and they're likely on a 17, which means you only need a five or a six to heal. He is an 18 super senses plus one from uh, what, uh, from Waldo plus one because he's tiny. So he's a 20 super senses. And then he of course has support, but most importantly, he's autonomous. Yeah, he's autonomous. That that's the part that's crazy to me. Autonomous support is ridiculous, especially when you consider the fact that Waldo is a robot. Yeah. So you play him on a team with the Latvian engineer who also has defense support with robots and perplex, and for sixty points you have two perplexes, a twelve attack, autonomous support with a fifteen defense. You need a three. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, absolutely. But the biggest thing is you don't have to. You don't have to theme them up. You don't have... This is a thing that... This is a thing that just doesn't exist. And, I mean, he's great. You could consider playing him with the Adam Micron type things. 
Uh, but he could yep. be in the meta for a long time because he is for that is every bit worth it. He is doing most of your support, like yep. the, the support you need. He is doing a lot of heavy lifting, and he's carrying people yeah. away. You know, <laughs> he's carrying your team away to be healed. And healing, in my opinion, is going to start coming back in a big way. I really do yep. think that. I, I'm seeing less and less of these one shots. One thing that they just did, that little extra ping damage, there is not a lot of little ping damage left. Do you know what I'm saying? No. Like, there's there a lot not. of like, I have to hit you two or three times to kill you. There's a lot of that. I mean, I, I'm not saying like a Captain Marvel team, but like that idea, this plays really well on. Yep. You, you know, well, like, like look all at those... the, the Emperor Vulcan. We just talked about Emperor Vulcan. Yeah. Good. Uh, Sikorsky is amazing with Emperor Vulcan. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely not. And, yeah. And I mean, yeah. there's, there's so much move here. There's so much yep. move. And the fact that he, Waldo can carry that guy away from four squares away, his own guy, because yep. that guy gets Star Jammer's key. Star Jammer's. Yeah. Yep. So there's just there's a lot of synergy. Uh, let's go yep. with uh, let's go with two more each. Lucas, what else uh, rounds the bend for something you really want to talk about? So I think that a really important one that we're going to need to mention uh, is the perfect counter to Prime Batman, and that's Bishop. Yeah, Prime Bishop. So, so Prime Bishop is forty points, just like Batman. He was obviously made as a counter to Batman. And it's came out the at the same perfect point. time after Worlds and Nationals. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's He's the same points, and he when he phasing teleports, and once per game when he uses it, after resolutions, you get a shard bystander, and shard says that opposing characters can only attack characters within five squares of themselves. So Batman, you don't get to target anybody. Sorry. Yeah. That's insane. That's basically what it is. Now, Bishop's an okay attacker. Yeah. He's 40 points. If he was just 40 points and did exactly what he does without shard, he's probably slightly undercosted to hero clicks. Yeah. Just vaguely. With shard, but, he's insane. <laughs> yeah. 40 points, yeah. five clicks, uh, energy shield, toughness, 11 attack, outwit. Running shot, six range, three damage, X-Men team. That is just vaguely, un that looks like a 50-point piece to me. Uh, but yeah. And then not for nothing, Shard's also decent. <laughs> a yes. Running shot, six range, uh, 10 attack, precision strike. Yeah. Three damage, yeah. Yes. And the, um, thing, the thing that's crazy also about Bishop, like his fixing the timeline trait, when he attacks one plus characters of the past or future keywords, or characters that can use probability control, he gets plus two attack and plus one damage. Every single Spider-Man chase has passed. Every single one of them. Yep. So he's a... 13 for four. <laughs> for yeah. 40 points without any additional help. <laughs> um, there's also another option just putting it out there okay so i'm not saying that you're pro you're doing this but i'm saying that it is on the table that you tk him up you phase him and shard runs out and kills dark phoenix i mean it's a possibility it's an alpha strategy right like it's, it's it, there. It, the, the thing about it is it's, it's an alpha option yep 
That's the big thing. The fact that he has that as an option is impressive. Now, what the hell you're going to do with that, I don't know. But um, that's, if yeah. you're really down in the dumps, that is an option because this is a character that generates a character right after. Yep. Um, so, and that character has precision strike, which you really do want. So uh, when you're attacking um, retaliators, so it's on the table, likely not the best use of shard, but the fact that that's a low tier option that he can just generate a character after phasing that has running shot and reasonable stats is disgusting. And yep. you might, you're probably playing him in an X-Men team. So he probably will, would be able to re-roll it too. So. Yep. Absolutely. Maybe. maybe. Absolutely. Um, there are scenarios I would take that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my next character is mother. Yep. Um, the mother is ridiculous. The first thing is, hey, look, guys, title characters are back. Yeah, like my title slot's not doing a goddamn thing. Is yours? No, not not in the last year. Yeah, I just <laughs> have I, like I've been. Last time I used it was Harley Quinn. Really, yep. I never use it. So, step one: this is a character that is thirty-five points with sidestep TK. Yeah, that's not bad. Already decent. Already decent. <laughs> willpower already decent even better perplex. so perplex you take out you say perplex cool sidestep cool um and tk that fits a lot of your things and has the x-men team ability that's reasonable for anything just yep. that right there we put for I, I value tk at having tk starting is probably valued at about between 10 and 5 points right uh yeah i would probably argue that's even higher probably 10 to 15 but yeah well, i mean fair. you have an object that can give it to you for five right so sure yeah but um, this is slower tempo but I agree. slower tempo yeah. so this is an absolute alpha strike tempo so fantastic now the title thing um biggest things one unavoidable damage uh and heals one click if she dies basically opponent places that a chosen character in its starting area friendly or opposing and then can deal one unavoidable damage or heals them one click. Uh, so that is, that is big. It's their own starting area. Just to be clear. Um, likely yep. this is placing you and your start, uh, some piece that's pretty aggressive, placing them in their starting area, maybe killing them or killing your retail or something like that. So you have to be cautious yep. of playing her in retail, but here's how I see it guys. Like just to fully clarify I see this as I'm like, this guy's not getting close to the battlefield No, <laughs> and you're not running no. across the board to kill her. And she's so no. likely to end in stealth and just survive that. I mean, she's definitely vulture fodder. I could say that I suppose. And she's an easy kill for Micron, but you're probably not running across the map to kill her. Her biggest thing is this plus one uh, plot point and free may use or display damage power twice per turn. So that's huge. Double perplex. So you have TK double perplex for 35 points. She's she's five points more than Everett Ross and has TK. Yes. <laughs> yes. Five more points than Everett Ross and TK and the same amount of flicks. Uh, and then eventually, if you want to, if you're playing the X-Men theme. Uh, you can remove three plot points 
And this game friendly characters with the X-Men keyword gain perplex uh, if she dies. So Which at that point in time, there's a good yeah. strategy of just killing her. You can remove five and she, they can all use prob control. Uh, the big thing about the three is she gains two plot points after using it. So she yep. can do it turn two, which is great. Uh, she would do it turn four because you're going to have to get... Uh, oh, well, my bad, yes. I, I yeah. viewed it as a discount. My apologies, yes. Turn four. Yeah, yeah. She, would, she, she can use it turn four, but then she gets two plot points back. So then she gets four more turns. So it's like turns four and eight if you want to use both of the minus three and the minus five, which isn't horrible. Like, realistically, it's not horrible. Yeah, but you're probably pushing her to a regen and then regening and then seeing if you want to use that. Yeah, or just have, have an X-Men mule, right? Just something with the X-Men team ability to just to heal her back up. Yeah. Like, it's perfectly fine. I think there's a beast with a team-up card that lets you use the X-Men team ability as free. So, <laughs> like, that's actually really solid. Uh, yeah, I, I think that she's incredibly good incredibly incredibly good um all right lucas uh one one more from you sure so the only i mean there's there's so many figures actually there is that i'm excited about have you done two have you done two in total or three you've done two right i've done two so far and that's fine um but i'm gonna go back to another tentpole just because it actually really excites me and figure out how to play this figure uh omega (laughs) omega is in Insane. I'm Do you remember not looking Ha-Ha forward Joker? to Omega at all. Do you remember HaHa Joker? Remember when we got mad about clicks of life for every 10 points? Yeah. <laughs> so 200 points? 200 points. 20 clicks of life. 20 clicks of life. And vaguely a bad one in there. Like almost no bad ones. Not really. Yeah. Like she's... Gosh, she she's another figure where like you look at the healing options with the Ven- or the Carnage Symbiote or the Soul Gem or just support from like Skikorsky, uh, the Pog. Man, she just goes and goes and goes. Holy cow! Um, running shot, pulse wave, 12, 12, 18, 4, outwit shape change. But every time she takes damage, you give her an adaptation token for each damage taken. So that means pushing damage. That means unavoidable damage. That means penetrating damage. The which basically only thing means all of her damage, which is 10 clicks. Yep. Anything but pulse wave. So she is susceptible to pulse wave. But it Thank is what God. it is. There's ways to... Yeah, there's ways to circumvent it. But you, you can give her a free to remove any number of those adaptation tokens... And until your next turn, you modify her combat values by plus one for each token removed. So let's say she gets pulse wave for three, or not pulse wave, let's say she gets hit for three. Somebody hits her for five damage, she has invincible, she takes three, goes to click four. She can remove all three of those adaptation tokens, go to a 14, 14, 21, seven, and just go charge, exploit, hit somebody for seven damage the next turn. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just really ridiculous. Uh, I can already tell you, and I don't know for sure, but Matt Esbrook's next team, in my opinion, is going to be Omega, Magneto, 10 points of, of IDs, and likely Mr. Sinister. And, that doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, I, I haven't even talked to him, but like, I can't imagine yeah. him not playing that. It's a plus three theme. Yeah. Uh, it does everything it has felt it's impossible like it's so much 
I mean, it's so good that I might play that. Like, <laughs> yeah, she is. She's absolutely nuts. And so the reason why she has 20 clicks of life for those of you who aren't familiar, the first time she would be KO'd. Instead, you turn her to click 10 and remove all adaptation tokens and heal her one click for each token removed. So if she takes 10 clicks of damage from whatever, anything other than pulse wave and then gets KO'd, she goes to click 10 and heals all the way back to click one. This is an example. So there was a point in time in Hero Clicks for most of it. I, I would uh, point in time is a bad idea. I would say seventy percent of the time I've played Hero Clicks, you have to be playing Pulse Wave or you're going to lose. Yep. And yep. I think we just hit back there <laughs> because there's, there's a really good bullet, a really good chance. Yeah. Yeah. You you have to. You have to like if you're not playing Pulse Wave. I don't know how you're dealing with this. That it's so much damage. And she has pulse wave. Yes. And she has <laughs> pulse wave to start. So like, yep. it's just, I don't know. It, it, this is the nightmare scenario that you don't want. I will say the only weakness that this piece really has, and there, there's only a couple, but I think a very legit one is that just like a few other characters, you definitely can barrier this piece in and indoors and they're kind of just like, Oh, yep. That's and, absolutely a, uh, a threat. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So of so you course, have to be careful about your positioning. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be a little careful of positioning. You have to be smart, but like, you know, you have Magneto, you have Sinister. I mean, is yep. that the team? Is that the team you're thinking about running off the bat? Um, so I was looking at Omega with Sinister and Galactus using the Herald dial. Okay. So that way the team is just incredibly durable and then doesn't, I mean, if your opponent wants to bury her up in turtle, okay. Eat the elemental converter for all I care. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah I could see that. Uh, you, you can't fit Magneto in there. And yeah, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so just a two-figure team. I would. I, I lean more. I'm not a big. I'm not a big Galactus Herald fan yet. Um, sure. Worth, but. Yeah, I've been running it. I've been running it on a few different teams, and so far, I've really liked what I've seen. It's it's definitely something that requires you to play quickly. Like you as a player need to play quickly and just be decisive about your moves. But it's it when it when you do it properly, man, it pays off. It pays off in spades, so it's it's good. I like it. I do too. Oh man, so it's so hard to figure out what is the last piece to talk about here. Um, but I think I'm going. I'm just going to do it because it's the most likely piece for me to play, and that's Maggot. Um, sure. Talk about just everything you want here. <laughs> um, yeah. 40 points for five clicks which is a new thing now Let, let's put that out there that that is you know s seven points a click basically yep, um, yep. so you that's way too low and he opened starts with prob so that's great <laughs> and, and yep. you know super sense is 18 10 attack nine with sidestep but the big thing is he has free generate for two different characters. He only generate one per turn. But the big thing is he's a free generator with poison. Yep. 
So and, he, and the regenerate and Mimi is a autonomous 10 attack poison character with combat reflexes, two damage and charge. Or you can go with Eni and it's exploit weakness. Now, nine times out of 10, I'm probably with the same stats. Nine times out of 10, I'm probably doing poison. Sure. Just that is good. I don't even know if we need to talk about more, but I, you know, it's as alpha as it gets at 40 points. Um, and I mean, you're, you have a 12 reach poison. Yep. They just <laughs> kind of took that away from Tri-Sentinel. Now it is not penetrating poison, so it's not the same. No. Um, he also has the free remove a food token, choose one, heal two clicks, or this turn he can use charge and modify camp combat values plus one. He does not have willpower. That's a big factor in my opinion. Um, and then he, then he, all of his characters, if they hit, uh, they get food tokens and then he can bring them back. Um, yep. but, uh, just for reference, there's a max one of these characters and if they've been KO'd, they're done. Yeah, but if you bring them back, so like that's the thing, right? You can move up, poison, kill something, bring it back. Now it's off the map. It prevents retail, right? So like you yeah. can you can poison and hit something, right? So I'm gonna hit your, you know, little paparazzi pog to get a food token. I'm gonna poison something else to deal a damage. I'm gonna bring it back, take the food token, uh, and then now you have nothing to retail on me with because that figures off the board. And next turn yeah. I can do it again. So it's it's good. <laughs> So then you're really trying to kill Maggot, which feels like there's going to be a lot more for you to deal with. Yep. So for 40 then, points, that that's phenomenal. That I mean, yep. really, uh, PJ nailed it. I don't say that often, but it's the super rares. This is a set of super rares. Every super rare is good. Uh, do you yep. think there's anything, last figure we'll talk about, then we'll wrap up here, but anything to Glob Herman? Glob you, Herman. I'm guessing that hasn't been in the forefront of your mind. So his big thing is he has penetrating poison, but if he hit, if he does the penetrating poison, you can give him an action token. And if you do give all adjacent opposing characters an action token. I mean, it's not bad. Right? So I know that sounds, re but like, let's just say the Omega thing becomes big, right? Yeah. Now, I know that you cannot leave Omega on in their first click when I say this. I'm aware that Invincible stops this. But hypothetically, doesn't this just immediately shut down Omega? I mean, it's definitely a tempo thing, right? And the thing to remember, too, is he's got the speed power that gives him charge plasticity. And mm -hmm. he deals penetrating damage to adjacent characters. Including so his poison. poison. So, yeah, so that poison is penetrating. So he's dealing penetrating poison and giving an action token to everybody adjacent for 40 points. Yes. And the thing is, so he's not a one figure character. He's a, are you playing two? You're playing two, maybe three. I know it sounds like a lot, but if tent poles become a thing, I mean, he's crushing them. Yep. I mean, it's, they have to deal with them, right? They have to deal with the 40 point. Can they, I mean, so can they deal with them? So I, I put two globe. Uh, I've hit you off of it. You don't have invincible for a click. You double, you're you get you get double tokened, right? Like that's a yeah. game over scenario. I can tempo you, that. Yeah, if you get caught as double tokened, adjacent to a glob Herman, you're in trouble. If you get 
caught double token adjacent to two glob hermans yes you're you're done you're stuck you're double token for the rest of the game yeah unless you sidestep and somehow roll the six to get away from him yeah exactly so uh, all i'm saying is they've been toying with this bs for a long time of like all this free free token this guy free token this guy and there's a lot of tokens still um if you're there's there's even characters um this is an old school one, really old school right now. But uh, because I am in the absolute finals and playing today um, for the Kilted Classic, I've been looking at everybody, but like Coital Ken. <laughs> I hope I said oh. that right. One per game, give an adjacent each, uh, give each adjacent opposing character an action token. Yep. You know, like if you, for 50 points, if you team him up, you can start building up this kind of tempo thing where you're like, oh my God, I, I, I'm done. Yep. So just just a thought. There, there, There's a couple more characters that really do that. And of course, the most popular one that may come back into favor, uh, I've been trying to look up because I'm forgetting the name, Kovic. Do you think Kovic makes a startling comeback, a Kovic trader run? So... I don't think so on the COVID side, just because 115 for the ability for the high mobility and just mind control still feels really expensive to me. She was super good because of her ability to use ID cards that were high pointed. Uh, I, I don't, I, for one damage, yeah, she's got good mind control and good mobility and decent utility with her perplex prob. I don't think it's enough for as many points as she is considering the game is really shifting towards a bunch of 30 or 40 or 50 point figures. I would agree. I would agree. Uh, Another thing not to sleep on just about glob or globe or whatever his name is. um, You can always mind control their characters to walk towards you. Now he can, of course, but that is an option. There's a lot of cheap mind control right now. A lot of amazing mind control. Uh, so if you can pull something like that off, then it just starts happening. You're just like, Oh, he's themed with with onslaught. (laughs) Nice. He's monster. So onslaught, triple target, mind control, move them adjacent to two glob Hermans. And now you just lock down that figure for the game. I have no idea how they keep like, how do they keep making monster fucking better, man? (laughs) Every (laughs) set it gets better. Every set it gets somehow a little bit better. Every single set at the Jubilee thing. Jubilee's broken and a monster. Just crazy. All right, guys. That is it from uh, Scott and Lucas. Wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Uh, And uh, do we, what do we say here? Do all our roles become, no, that's not the other Scott. Um, (laughs) This is uh, Scott and Lucas reminding you that if you're not playing competitively, You might as well be playing with yourself. Good night. Good night. Critical Blicks. Critical Blicks. You've been listening to Critical Blicks. Critical Blicks. Critical Blicks. You should stop listening to Critical Blicks. Because it's over. Yeah, you should should go home. It's a podcast. Uh, do you remember how to start the show or no? Uh, started it well enough, I suppose. Okay. You, yeah. All right, cool. Sounds good. And three, two, one.
that's you usually use your 